I'm here at Oceans Unite. It's a church out at the mall, the Indian River Mall, and they're setting the community on fire in a positive way. What positive energy? Well, they've started something else, and it's called House of Transfiguration. And I'm talking with Pastor Alex. Good morning, Pastor Alex. How are you, sir? Good to be with you, Ray. It's always good. Great, great to be here with you, Ivo. I've been attracted from the first time I came to one of those Saturday events. I think you call it an E-class. And why I was taken so much is it wasn't about religion. It was about the fact that you were going out into the bushes and taking in the homeless and helping them, feeding them, and, and not proselytizing necessarily to them. But I like what Bill Clinton said. Bill Clinton said when he was at his darkest hour with Monica Lewinsky, uh, um, what's his name, Billy Graham, uh, who I had the pleasure of interviewing a few years ago, uh, came and saw me. He said, Billy Graham did not talk at me. He spoke with me. And I really liked it when Tara, who's a, a big contributor at your church here, and as she uh, said that they, they go out and they, they feed the hungry, uh, they, they, you're clothing the naked, and you're actually taking prostitutes and, and drug people that are addicted to drugs. Now, I want to ask you about the House of Transfiguration. Tell us all about it, would you? Well, the House of Transfiguration is part of what we call the Real Mission, which is a separate uh, 501c3, a non-profit that's connected to the church. I mean, what it really does is it's a place for women and children, you know, other women that are single or women that have children that can come in and be basically rehabilitated. I was talking to an addict the other day, and she's uh, c c coming in on close on a year out there. I won't mention any names, but she said recently a lady brought in, came in with children, and she said the children have added such joy out there. It's, it's actually unbelievable. You know, we think sometimes that people coming to us, we can help them. But sometimes when they come in, they add so much value and actually, you know, minister to our lives. Why is it so important to you? You have spoken to me, uh, not on mic, but that uh, that it's House of Transfiguration is, is 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 really exploding because it's connected to the community of a church. Yeah, I really believe that um, in order for us to be effective, church is such an enormous part of it. You know, you can do a lot of outreach work, and that's great, and it's and it's beneficial, no question. But true transformation comes from from God, you know, and. In order for these girls' lives to be transformed, the church plays a key role in that. In fact, I'd say the major role in that, you know, but not only from a spiritual side, also from a community side. You, we, we both know that the biggest testimony you can have is not what you say, but how you live. So they come to the church and the church loves them. The people love them. They take, you know, they're always organizing things. They have lunch here. They, you know, they, they fellowship with people. They feel part of this community. And that's just added massive value. I'm sure you don't have a perfect church, but I will say I've been coming here for a couple of years now. And there is a tone, an attitude, or a spirit of real community kindness and love that seems to prevail here. It really does. Well, I really hope that that's an authentic thing. You know, it's not, it's, not, it it's not something that we've tried to create. It's just something that actually is here. The fruition. Right, yeah. You know, we just, you know, one thing about the church is that I, I said to a couple that I had lunch with today, actually, I said, you know, we, we, we want you to get to the place where you don't say, I attend Oceans. You want to say, you know, I'm a part of Oceans. You know, Oceans is my church. You know, it's not, it's not a matter of, uh, you know, I go to this church. It's a matter I'm a part of that church. It's a community and a vision that we're all part of to see God transform our city. We are here to see God move in this city. And I have to say, I, I didn't even know you were in existence out here. I never went to your, <laughs> your church downtown. And I was walking through the mall a few years ago, and I, I popped into your cafe, and I literally had tears in my eyes because I saw this wall. They have a wall here, ladies and gentlemen, like a... Um, 
chalkboard and it's done in chalk and the the young people have come here and 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 put drawings up and quotes of their favorite uh, their favorite biblical um quotations and it's just really touched me because i love it when young people uh are, are, uh, have the power of, of the Holy Spirit. Now, let's talk about that. It says in the end times they will deny the Spirit and the power thereof. Do you know where that is? I forget where that is in the Scriptures. But they will deny the Spirit and the power thereof. And yet people are very cautious about the Spirit. They're cautious about tongues. It all seems weird and strange. And it is weird and strange. Right. I mean, God, I mean, it says beware of strange fire, but God himself has... <laughs> It's pretty remarkable. You know, people try to put them in a box and it doesn't seem to work. Well, I mean, you know, if you just look at Jesus, for example, it was exactly the same. You know, the, the things of the Spirit might seem a little bit unusual to us, but nothing Jesus did was usual. It was also totally unusual. In fact, everything, in many of the things that Jesus did, he would do specifically to provoke the religious. You know, for example, he would heal on the Sabbath. You know, that was something that he did, I honestly believe, intentionally to provoke the religious you know god will never allow you to be to be you know comfortable in the sense of you know you have to have faith you have to believe what's important is that whatever we do it must line up with the word of god you know why would you want to do anything less than the word of god well the jews had gotten so much into um into 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 religion quote unquote in that uh, you're not supposed to leave your land on the sabbath so what they would do is they would fill their pockets with pebbles from their land and thinking they're getting away with a technicality they'd throw a pebble and step on it and if you think it's really very cute it's very funny it's but horrible. it's you can't, you can't you can't fool god though you know no you can't hey moish uh-uh <laughs> <laughs> you know i think the biggest thing is that god's always had one really great desire and that is he's always wanted a people for himself you know we can see that the the you know the, the children of israel were a people that god had had consecrated separated for himself and the idea has always been that he wants people to want to be with him you know to serve him to love him to follow him you know unfortunately we, we see you know rules and stuff as a negative but the truth is that everything god has done is to set up and for us to have the ability to actually have relationship with him sometimes that's challenging you know because remember god is a spirit you know the bible says you know god is a spirit and he is seeking those who will worship him in spirit and truth that's challenging because we're, we're not spirit entirely we have a spirit but we also have a body and a flesh and so we always want everything to be in the natural whereas god really operates in the realm of the supernatural it's kind of weird the way everything is inverted because you would think well we're, we're flesh and blood and i can pick up a rock and i can throw it and yet it was the spirit of god that said let there be a rock let there be life and spoke life into existence it's totally contrary to our regular thinking well i mean just what you've just said if you really sit down and actually think about it for a minute let there be light and there's light how is that possible you, you know what i'm saying like how is that even how is that even possible yeah you know? how is that possible that god would and that's why we have to be careful about also what we say to each other isn't that true right absolutely absolutely you know um one of the things I've learned about my journey with God mm -hmm. is that, you know, there's just so much to learn. There's, there's so much to learn. There's so, there's so much growing still. There's so much more that we can tap into than what we have, you know, and that's kind of exciting, really. Let's take a little break, then we're going to come back. We're talking with Pastor Alex, uh, whose last name is Pappas. Pappas, that's right, who originally hails from South Africa. 
His father, by the way, is a highly respected uh, gastroenterologist, and, and I've had the pleasure of meeting him and breaking bread with his dad, too. Comes from a good, solid family, a good, solid background. He was a businessman prior to becoming a pastor. How did this all come about? How did this guy from Africa end up in Vero Beach, Florida, after having a vision that he should come here and start a church. And initially, I think they had, I don't know, 10 or 12 people. How did it expand to be hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people are coming to the services they have here every weekend? We'll be right back. This is Red Palmer, the mayor of the airwaves. Who loves you, baby? We continue our conversation with Pastor Alex Pappas, who originally hails from South Africa, started a church here a few years ago in Vero Beach, Florida. How many years have you been here, Pastor Alex? We have now officially been here six years. That's all? Yeah, six years we've been. We planted the church six years ago. And how long have you been at the mall? The mall, we've been here for nearly uh, three years now. No, sorry, two years. Two years? No, it is three years. It is three years, yes. I'm not sure that this mall would still exist without the rent you're paying out here. Maybe some, uh, some gracious individual come along and just buy them all for you. I don't know. But you've expanded incredibly. You have a... I mean, I wandered into your, uh, to your coffee shop a few years ago, and I went, what is this? And then I saw the quotes, the biblical quotes that the kids have put on the wall here. The one wall looks like a chalkboard, and that touched my heart greatly. And then I walked into the sanctuary, and I went, wow, what's going on here? Yeah, you know, um, Red, I kind of asked the same question, to be totally honest. What's going on here? You know, it's just... You know, it's just exciting, and I'm thankful to be a part of what God's doing here. You now, know? you explain what you have, because you have, um, uh, for, for people that have children, you have a, a babysitting group, right, of yeah. ladies. You also have a place where people can, you have a TV studio here. Yeah. You also have a place where people, an exercise club. You also have a Christian bookstore here. Tell, tell us about everything you do have here. Well, on site, we have um, the cafe, which, which is a pay-it-forward system, so actually your meal has already been paid for when you come and if you don't have money you can get your food for free if you if you do obviously we ask you to buy the next person's meal so you know that's how do you make sure that no one takes advantage of that i mean like if i was homeless right. i might show up every day for a free tuna fish sandwich well to be totally honest if you're homeless you'll we'll give you a free tuna fish sandwich every day really? you know um what we don't want is people taking advantage of it that do have money you know and obviously the girls that work here and you know they know that and so that you know sure. we have got a system in place We'll, we'll never say no, but, but eventually, you know, we ask them if they... If you've got your Versace sunglasses on, you, know, you might, might want to make no, a donation. What we do is we ask them if they'll come and wash dishes instead of, you know, and generally if it's someone that's really taking advantage of it, they will not come and wash dishes. I started off washing dishes <laughs> when I, at an Italian restaurant when I was a kid. It didn't hurt me. No, no, it's a good thing. So, yeah, so we have that. We have the, um, the bookshop. We have a preschool. I mean, that's really exciting as well. We have the Oceans uh, TV studio, and that's something we're very, very excited about because we have shows on there like an outdoor show, which is fishing and hunting, and we have a cooking show and an exercise show. And then obviously we have Oceans Fit on site too, which is also a free gym membership where you can come and... A free gym membership? Yeah, it's, it's, it's specialized classes like, you know, they have stretch classes, they have bar classes, they have... Zumba. You know, all that kind of thing. They yeah, have yeah. dance classes and all this stuff. and. And again, it's, you know, it's all free to the community. So we want people to be able to come and be a part of this. You know, church is supposed to be more than just, you know, religion. It's a relationship. It's a relationship with God and it's a relationship with people. Community. Community is huge for us. You know, we, we, believe, we believe, you know, for us, 
you know that we, we believe in the deeper things of God you know we believe in an intimate relationship with God but but also we believe in the community side that's hugely important now am I to understand you have a biblical a Bible school out here is that true yes we do have a Bible school in fact it's a, a fully accredited Bible school so you can actually get your bachelor's in ministry here and um, which we're super excited about and um, accredited by who it's accredited by Transworld uh, which is basically the same uh, accreditation that does Kenneth Copeland's ministries and you know many of the very popular colleges, uh, biblical colleges here in the United States. So it's well, it's well, um, you know, accredited and, and well represented, and and so we we did all the work to get that done, and my my staff has done a phenomenal job. So we offer a ph- phenomenal program for people who want to study the deeper things of God. I noticed when as as a talk host, I've tried to wiggle some information out of you, like uh, <laughs> you brought up, you just brought up a very controversial name, Kenneth Copeland. I'm not too keen. The fact that he was begging for $50 million for a, for a jet. Of course, he, I'm not his lord. He is not my property, but I'm just not too keen on him. But I've noticed I've tried to have, get you to respond about other uh, well-known uh, pastors or churches, and you mums the word. You just refuse to make comment nor judge whatsoever. No, you know, um, if I have a problem with Kenneth Copeland, I'll go and tell him. I'm not going to talk about him. You know, um, I believe that the scripture is very clear about how you know whether someone's good or bad, and that is by their fruit. You know, but in terms of um, me making judgment on another pastor, uh, I'm not going to do that. Yeah. You know, and we all have our foibles too. No matter how successful you may be, we have feet of clay as humans. Right. I mean, you know, I mean, if if there was something that if there was something that I was really concerned about, You'd I would, I would, yeah. But also, I mean, that doesn't mean I agree with every pastor out there. No. You know, and if you had to ask me what, you know, what concerns you, I'll say to you, well, I also don't agree with that. But that doesn't mean that his ministry is entirely bad, no. you know. So, you know, again, Scripture is clear. We know them by their fruit. The problem is, is that a lot of ministers and people are, are actually ignorant about what that really means. Most people think that means the fruit of the Spirit, and that's absolutely wrong. Because the truth is, the Bible says that they come as, as uh, sheep or as wolves in sheep's clothing. If they come as wolves in sheep's clothing, that means that they look the part. They sound the part. So, I mean, someone, if it was the fruit of the Spirit, it would be love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, all that stuff. Anyone could pretend. But you can't create... And also people can be deceived. 100%. Like Rabbi Zachariah. Now, I met him a few years back. Now, the man died. We can talk right. about him now that he's dead. Right. He purportedly traveled around. I don't know if it's true or not that he had girlfriends wherever he traveled, which is amazing because he seemed like such a profound... I heard him speak at he our annual... Yeah, yeah. He was excellent. That's, it's, it's an absolute tragedy. It's heartbreaking that that happened. It's absolutely it's heartbreaking. because it's a terrifying punctuation mark at the end of his life. Yeah. But... Uh, you know, but let he who is without sin cast the first stone too. Right. But in a position of leadership, doesn't it say something in scriptures that those people will be judged more severely? Oh, absolutely. Why? But, well, because they lead so many people. You know, remember, you know, you're not only dealing with your own salvation, you're dealing with salvation of others too. So when you lead someone astray, that's, you know, that's on your hands. That's like, you know, like Pilate washed his hands with Jesus. But we can't do that if we're leading people into something. You know, so we are responsible 
in part, you know, specifically for what we teach. So that means Pontius Pilate. Well, his wife had had a dream and warned him. Right. Said, don't have anything to do with this Jesus oh. of Nazareth. This guy is the real McCoy. I've had a dream. He washed his hands. This, so there's a possibility we might meet him in heaven. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> One never know. That's up to God. <laughs> He'll decide. <laughs> you know, um, wh one thing I've learned, to, you know, Paul said that we should not put our faith in the wisdom of man, but in the power of God. That ties into that scripture where Jesus says that we should, we should judge by the fruit. In other words, if we see people's lives being changed by a ministry, people's lives being really transformed, you know, drug addicts getting saved, giving their lives to the Lord, people coming to the marriages being restored, children getting saved, really having a relationship with God, that's called fruit. That's good fruit. Do you understand? It's called the fruits of productivity. And I mean, we could do a theological teaching on this, but there's no need for that right now. The point is, is that that's how you see good fruit. So when you look at, a, at someone like Kenneth Copeland, you know, and, and I'd hate to even say names, but you know, whether we like his ministry or not, the question is, does he bear good fruit or not? That's how you know. That's how you know. Are you feeding the hungry, clothing the naked, visiting those who are in prison? Now you're doing all that. You have a prison ministry here, don't you? But, but it's beyond that. It's beyond that, Rhett. Okay, it's, beyond, it? it's beyond feeding and, and all of that. It? It's, a, it's a changed life. You know, are you changing lives? Remember, we can, we can, we, I can feed the poor, but so can the devil. But, okay, but, so but, then what, uh, what is the fruition of a changed life? Someone that's life has now, they've gone from darkness to light. You know, someone that is now walking with God. What is God's goal? But walking with God is feeding the hungry, clothing the naked. No, for sure. But, but even the sinner does that. You know, even the guys in the world feed the poor. You know, many, of, many people that are not saved at all do a far better job than the church when it comes to, you know, doing works, helping people. That's not what it's about. Okay, well, let's, let's pick on Tara. Right. Tara is an amazing story. She has said it publicly. Right. Tara was a bartender at a very famous restaurant. Now, did she get converted when she came to your, re your, your restaurant, your <laughs> church? We all kind or? of like a restaurant, though. <laughs> we feed, just in a different way. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but people want to pick out what they want on the buffet line <laughs> instead of taking the whole thing, right? right. Well, I mean, that, that's, that's exactly... So did she get saved through this ministry? Yes. And, and Tara, How did that happen? Well, Tara is the fruit of this ministry. That's the fruit. She's the fruit. And, the, you know, and the Bible says a good tree cannot bear bad fruit and a bad tree cannot get, bear good fruit. But, I mean, people still have to make their own choices. But she made the right choices and she's here. And her life changing is the evidence of this ministry. Now, you said a, a bad tree can't produce good fruit, yet you it's contrary to what you said, though, that there are wealthy people out there who maybe don't know God who are doing good. Right. I'm sure God's still pleased they're doing good. Yeah, absolutely. But there's a big difference between God and good. So I can do good, and that's good, but that's not fruit. Fruit, again, is a changed life. A changed life in, in the eyes of a person, in, in the eyes of a person in the world would be someone that's gotten better they've, they've improved their life like let's say they were poor and now they're stable they're financially stable that's good but or I've someone was poor and I gave them food that's good but that's not God because their eternity still set if they're not saved so good fruit is when a life is changed and the only way a life is changed is not by giving them food to eat it's by giving them food for their soul and their soul the inner man begins to change they get born again they begin to serve the Lord that's good fruit well, Jesus did say, make sure you're born again, for if you're, I wish that I, uh, that, that were either hot or cold, if you're lukewarm, I'll spew thee out. For me, it was like a light switch. One day, I thought Jesus was foolishness. 
I'm in my living room and living in the ghetto of Troy, New York as a struggling songwriter. And then all of a sudden I said, well, I was watching Pat Robertson on TV secretly. And uh, here was this gentleman. I didn't like these people that scream at you. He was a gentleman and an intelligent man, you know? I mean, I think par partially that's your attraction. Your dad is a famous uh, uh, gastroenterologist, uh, surgeon, whatever, in, in South Africa. And so you were, you were reared properly, you were highly educated, uh, and, and not in a snooty way, but in a good way. And I think people are attracted to that. Right. Well, I mean, I'm very thankful. I have, I, I can honestly say, I really do have an awesome father, you know, yeah. earthly father, you know. But, but, I mean, I will. I've be, met him, and he's cool. Yeah, no, he's but he had a miraculous encounter. Oh, yeah. Your mom came to know the Lord. He, he, she said it right on my show. Yeah. He didn't believe in Jesus, and then all of a sudden, it's made they were about to break up, folks. And the two beams of light came down in the night in the front yard when he's saying goodbye to his wife. Knocks them to the ground. They can't get up. Finally, met maybe half an hour later, whatever it was, they get up. He goes back in the house and, and doesn't leave his wife. And a week later, has a conversion experience and t believes in Jesus Christ as the Lord. So it's quite an extraordinary story. By the way, if you go to Miracles, uh, Miracles Are Real, you can watch the video. Well, I mean, you must know my dad's a scientist, you know, so beams of light is not exactly something that he <laughs> believes in. You know what I mean? So it had yeah. to be a real supernatural encounter. For that to happen how but old were you when that happened were you uh, were you born yet i or? was about four years old oh. five years old so i was really little you know yeah, so you wouldn't remember really. i remember little bits actually believe it or not this little little flashes that I, I remember you know because of a man of intellect the bible does say that the man of mind the mind of man is enmity with the spirit of christ because when people try to gra grasp this you know you know, it's like I said, everything's inverted. We think the fame of man is great, but the Bible says the fame of man is fleeting. Right. Well, I mean, you know, you're, you, know, you know, again, what, what is, it comes back to the same thing. What is important? You know, we have a tendency to think what's happening here is important. And it is, it is, it is important. But what's really important is eternity. You know, and that's what I'm talking about when I speak about good fruit. You know, good fruit is making sure that, like, if I'm your friend, I'm going to tell you, you know, I want you to make it to heaven. I want you, you know, that's more important to me than anything else. You know, I want your life to be blessed on earth. And I believe the only way that can really, really happen and you can have peace and joy is when you're really serving God properly, you know, with your whole heart. That's the only time we step into, into, into peace. That's why the Bible says, you know, the kingdom of God is not in eating and drinking, but righteousness, joy and peace. In other words, only when we are in the kingdom, surrounded by God and his love, do we find joy, peace, righteousness, you know. You know, there's there's... Now, there's no disconnect. We have a tendency to believe that our walk with God is a disconnect. In other words, I'm a Christian on weekends, but in the week I just do my job and I do my thing and I carry on like normal. It's not like that. Your walk with God is an everyday thing. But that's not hard. That's what makes it it's so It's not awesome. a burden. No. It's a... It's a joy. It's, 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 it's life. It's tr that's real life. Okay, out here at Oceans, uh, you're in your sixth, going in your sixth year here. Okay, so you've about taken over the mall. No, <laughs> I wouldn't say that. But <laughs> what is your, what is, do you have a vision that you would speak about openly now for what's going to happen here in the future? Because you were 12 people downtown Vero Beach, and now how many? A I thousand? Mean, we, 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 we've got to be, we, we're, we're probably around 800 now, you know, between seven and 800. It's kind of difficult this time of the year with people, you know, going up north and all that sort of thing. But our numbers, you know, we're very thankful. We grow. One of your services? Um, our services are Saturday night at 6 p.m. and then Sunday morning and, and, and Sunday morning 9 and 11 a.m. 
The Saturday night service is different to the morning services on Sunday. How so? Well, our Saturday night service, we have more time, so there's more worship, there's more prayer, and and you know, and and more, you know, m- you know, more, it's more spiritual. The services on Saturday nights. Now, I've watched you on uh, YouTube live and stuff. I personally, you know, if you're sick, like I had COVID or whatever at one point, but I just don't find that Zoom meetings or seeing stuff on the internet can anyway make up for the connection of community. That's why the Bible says don't neglect the gathering of the saints because there is something just so special about coming together as the church. You know, God just moves, you know, it's powerful. What's your vision for the future? Do you Anything you can talk about here specifically coming up? Well, I mean, you know, we just want to continue to grow and, you know, I've, I've, there's, there's a lot, there's different aspects to that. You know, there's different aspects to the vision, but in terms of Vera Beach specifically and the Indian River Mall, I mean, you know, we'll continue to grow. We're in, we're in negotiations with the mall constantly about our future. You know, um, we've invested in the mall. Uh, we, we have a good relationship with them. They've been very kind to us, but we do foresee us growing, you know, and whether that means actually building onto the mall or actually staying here and purchasing a portion of the mall or working something out with them. I don't really want to move from here, but that's up to God. Well, the good news is one of the anchors or two of the anchors have recently been sold here. Right. So right. somebody's moving in here. Right. I mean, and we, we, we're negotiating in all those areas, you know. So, but for now, we're very comfortable with what we have. And as we grow, you know, we believe that the Lord will open the doors that are necessary. My mom was an alcoholic till I was 15. It was a pretty rough upbringing. Went from a very affluent family to then living in the ghetto. Uh, then finally, she was taken away by an angel, a man named Bernard, who brought her to a place of sobriety. A uh, place where they, you know, they take in people who are addicted, and then she lived over 40 years of sobriety before she passed. So my heart is in the House of Transfiguration. Uh, explain, give us a 30-second definition of the House of Transfiguration, how it's saving the lives of women. Well, I mean, the name speaks for itself. It's Transfiguration. Those girls come into the house, and by the time they graduate, they have transfigured. They have changed. You know, they are not the same anymore. And I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. Being a pastor and watching that happen. You know, and that takes a team of people to do that. But to see that happen is just mind-blowing. It's just absolutely awesome. What's your website? It's www.oceansunite.com. And on there is the link to the Real Mission website as well. Okay, we've been talking with Pastor Alex. Thank you, Pastor Alex, for taking time out of your busy, busy schedule. It's always a pleasure. Good to be with you, Ed. This is the mayor of the airwaves. Who loves you, baby?